You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. The Blackberry's curse! It's here! Where do you think it's taking us? It doesn't matter. Wherever we end up, we're gonna win. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to a special Season 6 post-mortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. In this special post-mortem, we are going to discuss the sixth season of ABC's Once Upon a Time in its entirety. We are going to break down the season by going through each character's storyline, as well as the overarching storyline of season six. Please welcome my co-hosts to our special postmortem broadcast, Brittany Garcia. Hey everyone, so glad to talk about the show. I love this show, and get I want to prepare you guys right now to let you know that I'm probably going to cry by the end of this podcast. So there you go. <gasps> I'm not she prepared. has a heart. She has. <laughs> we melted her cold heart. They gave it back to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Aw, that's nice. Katie? Hi, guys. I am also excited to talk about the entire season with you. It's going to be very interesting. Katie's not going to cry. She cried when she read her letter on air. What? (laughs) Yes, that's a different story. (laughs) I will probably cry if we get to the very end, though. I mean, we talk about that that last episode, man. And Priscilla Rocha. There may not be tears, but there is definitely going to be some feels behind this voice. It might get wobbly. Ah, such a good season. We have a lot to talk about. 
Aw, the wobbles. Alright everybody, so before we start our special Season 6 Postmortem, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Alright, it's post-mortem time. The happiest time of the year, because we get to use our 2020 vision to look back on the season and discuss everything. The good, the bad, the ugly of all of the storylines featured on Once Upon a Time. And we're going to do it the way that we've done it in the past. We're going to break it down a little bit sort of by ships, because I feel like that's probably the easiest thing to do. And then after that, we'll do, like, returning characters, new characters, and uh, the Season 6 storyline as a whole. Uh, so we'll start off with, of course, the main ship, Captain Swan, Emma Swan, and Killian Jones. Hmm, they had a pretty uneventful season, I'd say. Wouldn't you, Katie? Mm, super uneventful, like, nothing happened. Yes. It's kind Ka of disappointing. Yes, <laughs> Katie, take it away. Share with us your feelings on Emma Swan's and Killian Jones's uh, storylines, and, uh, combined storyline for season six well there were a lot i mean contrary to what we just said there was a lot of stuff that happened for them this season um it, I, I mean you take a look back all the way at the beginning where it was prophesied that emma was going to die and so it, she kind of kept that to herself and then Killian found out and they had to deal with that together. And then it was just really about them coming to terms with that and how they were going to go forward with their, their relationship with this knowledge in the very beginning of the season. And then of course they got separated when the wish universe thing happened and they got separated again later on. Um, when Killian got dragged under the sea, I guess, by Gideon, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they they had, like, two engagements, and they finally had the proper engagement, and then they got married, and then they got separated again. So this was a season of, like, separations, but coming back together again. It wasn't um, complete separations um, that lasted a super long time, but um, there were several little ones that happened, and um, 
it was it's always frustrating to see them separated from each other it happens so much to them i feel like um kind of like with snow and charming's relationship which makes sense since she is the daughter of snow white and prince charming that her love life would be as tumultuous i guess you could say um but it just it was a really good journey for them and it shows how far they've come i i mentioned this during the finale podcast but um i specifically liked the scene in the finale where hook and charming are by the beanstalk and hook has that speech about how um this was where he and emma had his first adventure and he talks about how their intent his intentions at first weren't very um chivalrous with her but they changed over time and you know they've gone through a lot with their life together and they've fought so hard for their love and they won they finally come to a place where they've won and that just that was just a perfect description of their entire journey of their romance and how far they've come specifically up to this season because everything was working towards this marriage yet everything seemed to get in the way of it but they did win in the end they did get married and they did get their happy ending so that was always something that I know every fan of every couple would want to see is for their couple to find their happy ending. Um, I can't remember. I, it was the season with the Queens of Darkness. Was that four? I think that was four. Yes. Um, Hook revealed to Emma that his happy ending, she was his happy ending. And they finally got it in this season. Two seasons later, he finally got it. And they're both happy together. They're both riding off in the sunset uh, as sheriff and deputy, um, husband and wife. And it's just, it, the season left me very happy. It rewarded me as a Captain Swan shipper from the very beginning. I've been shipping them since before he really even came on screen. I think the first time I kind of started uh, piquing an interest in their characters and their relationship was when they released a promo still um, from season three of Emma holding a knife to his throat when he was tied up to the tree when she's trying to get information out of him. Kinky. And I was like, oh, oh this wow. is going to be <laughs> this is gonna be my ship. <laughs> We're learning my a whole lot been. about you tonight, Katie. <laughs> wow. I know. But, man. That's like something was... Brittany would say. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> but, I mean... They're my favorite trope. The villains, or the enemies, not the villains. The enemies to lovers trope is, like, my favorite trope. And Really, Katie? I know! It's, like, one of my favorites. I don't know why. Um, I think it's because with those relationships, it shows how much people can change. Um, and this relationship on the show has done that. And I, I'm just... The season left me very happy. So I could go on and on, but all in all, season six left started on a very intense note where we find where where we found out that Emma was prophesied to die and you know what's that gonna mean for them? But it ended on a happy note where she did not die. Uh, or well she did, but um 
she was brought back to life uh, and she's happily married so I couldn't be any happier all right Katie Brittany you are like one of the number one or the top shippers on the station period I believe ships over on the CW were invented for you to dissect (laughs) so (laughs) talk about Captain Swan and individually Emma and uh, Killian, uh, your opinions on them this season. So, Katie likes the enemies to lovers trope. I think, for me, one of the best things, uh, or if I'm going to ship the uh, whatever the writers are trying to give us, I like those um, dynamics where you kind of you kind of see it coming, but not really. Um, I kind of like those ships where it's not about that they're destined to be together, but that they just kind of happen. And, you know, Katie pointed out that really great speech that that, uh, Captain Hook does in the finale about the journey that he and Emma, you know, have gone through the past four or five seasons together um, as a couple uh, or love interests. um, And... It's true that, like, when you think Snow White and Charming, what do you think? You think story, uh, uh, it's a storybook tale. It's, they're meant to be together. They're going to always find each other. You know, it's their thing, and you love them for it, you know? Um, But with Emma, it was kind of like, that wasn't her purpose to come into Storybrooke. It was for Henry and to help her family and to help these characters. And then along the way, she had the luxury of finding someone you know, an unlikely partner, and they just kind of, it just kind of fit. And for season six, it was just really, really awesome. It was the season for Captain Swan to finally take that leap um, into marriage and into, like, full trust. I mean, we got a little bit of angst, but we also got a lot of amazing stuff and while i feel the season was a bit rushed and we could have had you know a little bit more um development for moving in getting engaged and getting married i'm still really happy with where we ended up for the finale and it's just it's just such a blessing i feel i feel so blessed as a fangirl of captain swan um they did everything possible to keep these characters apart but they always you know um, found a way to be uh, together. Uh, Hook in his own little journey too, of uh, being separated from Emma. You know, he just wanted to get back to her. Uh, it was just a lot of angst, but like the good kind, the one that you're like, yes, they're yearning for each other, but also, oh, I'm frustrated. I hate you, Black Fairy. Oh no, it wasn't Black Fairy. It was Gideon. And I was like, I hate you, Gideon. And it's just. Um, when you get your shippers and your fans to feel like that, you, you're you doing something right. Um, and it's just really awesome to see Emma, while being in a relationship, you know, she ha- she she's full trust, full on trust with him. She tells him what's going on. Um, and Hook, too. But also, she had her own journey this season. I think so did Hook. Hook had to deal with some, kind, some of his own, you know, uh, past, um, what are they called when they have something in the closet? The, their skeletons in the closet. You know, he had some stuff going on, um, and there's a little bit of drama there, but it was resolved. And I, while it was fast, it kind of showed also how far Hook has come as well. 
Um, and I love villains that are not so black and white. I like a little bit of gray area. I feel like that is what Once Upon a Time is. Um, that all these characters, while they had like a defining past, it doesn't say their anchor. You know, they can they can change. If you want to change, you can change. And Emma and Hook both change for the better. And I, I'm just I totally love that. If you see the gift sets on Tumblr where Emma was in season one, like really I'm the savior, and now she's like I'm the savior, bitch. Like I'm here. And you know, Hook is like revenge. Revenge is gonna be mine. <laughs> And he's like, <laughs> but now it's like, no, I, I'm, I'm married. I'm in, like, I'm in love. I didn't think I would find another love, but I think that's the beauty of Once Upon a Time is that it, the destination matters a lot, but the journey is what really, you know, puts emphasis on how beautiful that destination can be. And that's what Captain Swan is for me. I love the journey and I love what they've been through and I love who they are now. Um, and then that just makes the ending so much more satisfying. So... Captain Swan's journey in season six was one of my favorites. It's the best. Um, I have so many feels. I'm so I'm so proud of them. I feel like a proud mama. I'm so proud of them, and um, I feel I feel sad that this is kind of like the last um, we're gonna see of them. Maybe, um, but season six did a really good job with Captain Swan. They are definitely on my good list or fantastic list um, for this season. All right now, and uh, Brittany has been listening to uh, the musical soundtrack. She knows I the have. lyrics. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla, share your thoughts on Captain Swan in season six. It's hard to go after these two ladies because you guys kind of elucidated exactly like what I was thinking about. Where this this season really was about we have this established relationship they're strong together now let's test it by giving them like distance let's test it by giving them more like difficulties to overcome in terms of like their own personal struggles with their roles one being like the savior and the other one in this case like being a brother like and dealing with his past and what he'd done with charming I just, I don't know. I'm, I was, I, I was blown away this season with these, the, with the storylines that they that they kept bringing up. I liked seeing um, Emma really come into her own. What like is it weird to say? Like even though we're talking about ships, like it's 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 good to see Emma strong by herself. Like kind of really accepting mm-hmm. like this is the savior. This is who I am. And Hook, too, like, you had, this is the same guy that asked um, the evil queen, like, like, do you really think, like, we can get our happy endings? Like, that villains always, villains never get happy endings. And in the end, like, trying to focus within himself whether or not, like, he actively deserves to be with Emma after everything he's done. And whether he's actually going to fight for it. Which at the time when it was going on. Like really like annoyed the shit out of me. Because like that's a real like. Come on. Like you've you've had so much time. So many seasons like together. Like nut up. Be strong. Like you can do this. And it it, like. I should have just like trusted. 
in the show because giving it time, he figured it out. Giving it time, we had one of like the the strongest like endings, the most satisfying, the most rewarding to them. Like it's it's not a happy ending. It's a new beginning. Like I totally like butchered that line, but like that's that's what it's it feels to me and the that's why i'm kind of like iffy on like maybe like another season because it's just it's so perfect how are you gonna top what you've done for us there as fans this is this was great and now i have the unfortunate uh (laughs) chance to go last because a lot of you said a lot of what i would have said so i guess to just sum it up i loved uh, the character growth for both characters i loved uh, that uh, as uh, one of you mentioned they both sort of had to look into their own past to uh, confront uh, it was Brittany the skeletons uh, in their closets before they unified in marriage i thought that was really neat i loved emma's storyline the entire season i thought the choice of like breaking down what the savior is and this prophecy and all this kind of stuff was really neat and then what they did with hook and, uh, you know, they had him there not only as a supportive boyfriend, but they had him going on his own adventures as well, even though it wasn't um, by his choice at times. But it was fun to see him back in the Enchanted Forest and sort of like jumping through the realms, uh, even though a lot of people bitched at it because they're separating the couple and that whole thing i thought it was still kind of neat to see and uh, seeing his growth from pirate to love interest and not just love interest but to family member his bromance with charming him and henry uh, the the guilt he felt over his past i mean just a lot of really great moments of character growth for hook And then, of course, they officially unified as a couple. They got married on the show. And even though it was a little bit rushed, uh, and even though the CGI was (laughs) that... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) uh, It was a lovely ceremony. It was a great song. And it was a really nice and strong moment for the couple. So uh, kudos to Emma and Killian's separate and combined storylines this season. So let's move into, uh, I'm calling this segment Wicked Queen, because it's the, um, even though Zelina isn't officially a Mills, but she should be a Mills, I would think. The Mills sisters, Regina Mills and Zelina. So let's discuss their individual storylines and also their their um combined storyline together as well and uh for the listeners out there you should know that we have our own queen of darkness and that is Brittany. that's true uh i'm not gonna lie uh uh adam and eddie came and approached me to join that season 
Yes. Uh, for as one of the <laughs> the queens as of, of the darkness. <laughs> yes, exactly. you would have been the shipper queen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the deadly shipper. Yes, uh, but I had to turn them down because I had um, college. But um, I could have been there, guys. I could have been there, and I would have been your favorite. Dang it! I know <laughs> you would have been the really <laughs> evil one, education. just to be evil. Gosh. <laughs> um. Okay, so Zelina, is that what we're talking about? Zelina and the evil queen? Well, Regina, or the Regina? evil queen, Zelina, the trifecta of uh, queenliness okay. this okay. season. So, like, basically that the sisters kind of, like, love triangle, weird triangle thing going on. Not okay. love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Family triangle thing. Okay, so I love that you choose me first. You know, because of how I feel about Zelina. Um, yes, weird, I'm actually right? interested. I'm very curious to your feelings after everything. I'm fascinated. You have me on the edge of my seat. Oh my god, yes. And that's how I love to have my fans. Um, so yeah, let's, let's let's talk about that. Because it's weird because I love a lot of my favorite characters are the villains that... Um, were in the first couple of seasons, you know, turned good, or they had always been good, but something bad happened to them, so they became a villain, or, you know, it's just one of those things, um, like I was saying, I like a lot of the gray characters where um, sometimes they do evil things, or they're capable of them, but as long as, uh, while they're changing and becoming better people, um, we can recognize that. That's, like, I think where I draw the line between my characters, like, um, Hook was full on evil, but like as soon as he started to hang out more with Emma and the Charmings and all that stuff, like he started to to become better. And then from then on, he didn't really do anything that made me like, oh man, you hate me or I hate you or something like that. You know, like it kind of like I guess uh, Rumple, who is a very complicated character. I get that, but I feel like I still never got to see him learn anything until this season. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about Zelina. So why do I not like Zelina as much, even though I love Regina? And Regina's done some pretty crazy stuff, you know. And Regina's my favorite character. So I think for Zelina, it's just they went a little too far with her, which is weird, right? Because everyone's like dying. They're killing people here. But that's not enough for me. <laughs> to turn my back on them, but Zelina's, uh, her evil deeds, her, oh no, excuse me, her wicked deeds, uh, I think, I feel, have kind of stuck around, like, they never really left, and I think the, as bad as it sounds, it's the baby, you know, it's baby Robin that's just kind of been the constant reminder of what she did, and that kind of has never left me. And I don't know why it just rubs me the wrong way. You know, I talk a lot of crap about Rumple, but um, Zelina just really just left me there. Like she was, I, I get her character and her envy and her jealousy, but she took it so far that I just, it, she she could never be redeemed in my eyes, I guess. It's just, I, it was just very weird and, um, for season six, they really wanted to start off that, you know, that they could work. But the wounds from Regina and what, what she was feeling about Robin were way too strong. They were so fresh that they just couldn't get along. And I was so annoyed with that, but I get it. 
And from a story, uh, a story point or a narrative, I'm sorry, uh, it made sense for season six. I think we we finally needed Zelina to get to a place where she wanted her sister there and Regina wanted her there. And while I was annoyed by Zelina all season, um, I'm really glad where they ended up. I think uh, it took a long time, but they finally got them at a good place. Uh, I feel like Zelina so... Um, not antisocial, but she hasn't really had a lot of friends, a lot of uh, support. So she has little mini tantrums, which we find funny. You know, it's pretty funny. Um, so her adjusting to the thought of having a sister that's going to be there for her and support her. And that Regina trusted Zelina to take care of Henry when things went south for the final battle was incredible. And I really, I really like that. Uh, for for their for their sisterly bond, I feel like imagine had not all that drama happened and Cora being like the worst mother ever, um, we could have had a really awesome relationship here. Um, but we finally got there, and I was really I was really happy about that. Uh, I don't think they utilized Lena too well in this season. I don't want to criticize, you know, I want to say all good things, but they didn't. They they kind of left her on her own island and had a little bit of episodes for her but I think towards the end they finally found a way to incorporate her even though she lost her powers and I think that episode really kind of turned a new leaf for me for Zelina um, when she selflessly gave up her powers to help uh, our heroes uh, and that's why she's in the lead a little bit more for, for me than Rumple, because that's what one of my criticisms is that you can be that cold character that you you know you only care about one person or your family, but sometimes when you have the ability to help other people and you do, then you're gonna get like points in my book. So Zelina did that, and I was really proud of her. Um, I'm still indifferent towards her. But because she's showing change and she wants to change, she wants to be a good mother, I'll give her all the credit. I will not be mean to her. And um, uh, her, her alliance with the evil queen was fun to watch. Uh, I love that. I, fe I feel like she just didn't think that Regina would ever accept her. So she turned to her evil other half. Um, that was a fun little arc. They were doing their nails together. Uh, that was fantastic. Just some, it, it was a lot of good stuff. Not enough Zelina to be utilized, but still good. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I feel about Zelina. I'm always gonna be like, Bleh, with her, but uh, credit. I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. Zelina's grown this season, and that could be part of the rush factor. But um, I'm proud of where she is. I'll give her more credit than. Uh, and then Cora, I still hate Cora. Oh dear Lord, I hate her. Um, but yeah, she got to go to heaven. So I mean, I guess, <laughs> I got <laughs> I got apparently I got to stick with that. So okay. Um, I feel like Cora didn't really earn it, but Zelina is on her way uh, to earning that. And I and I don't feel like Zelina is some kind of she was born evil. She was definitely not born evil. She 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 wanted her family. She didn't get it. But now she has it, and I feel like she won't take it for granted. So, um, rocky relationship stuff at the beginning of the season. But they kind of like to do that, right? The premiere, it's a little bit rocky. But by the finale, it's a total 180. And they did that really well in the season for Zelina and Regina. So, I'm happy for them. Um, their journey was interesting to watch. I have my own sister, so I... 
uh, sisterly uh, bonds are fun to watch. So good for Selena and Regina. I just I love her. I don't want to talk too much about her. Uh, maybe later or something. But Regina was awesome. Um, and her accepting Zelina was just probably the best, one of the best. I don't know. I don't know. Regina has a lot of great character growth, but I think Zelina is probably the ultimate one since it felt like the ultimate betrayal of the whole Robin thing with the Rocky stuff. Oh dear Lord. Um, I don't even want to revisit that, but I'm glad where they are where they are now that she trusts Henry in Zelina's hands. So I think that just, that says everything for me for Regina and Zelina's relationship. Priscilla, Regina, Zelina, and the Evil Queen. Man, that's like, I, I, me too. I, I don't really want to get like negative, but I'm. I feel like I have to with this part of the storyline just because I felt like I went back and watched like a couple of episodes of like season one of Once Upon a Time, and you feel this sort of like whoa like impetus like oh my god like this is the evil queen she's got pizzazz she's got like presence and i i didn't really feel that during like her storylines or like she always just kind of felt more like a cartoonish villain than anything else like instead of a queen like that i don't know if 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 that came across like right but like so when when I when I think about like the Queen versus the Regina things, like I, I I never really felt very like I don't one way or the other about it. Like it's it it wasn't interesting to me. What was interesting was the was the opposite. I actually I really liked the Zelina moments because I kind of liked the fact that they were they were wondering what to do with her. Like, she wants to be good. She wants... Not necessarily... Well, no. She wants to be accepted, is the thing. She wants to have family. She wants to have a role, a place. Whether that's good or bad, like, we've seen. Like, she can easily, like, switch and stay with the... With working with Rumple and working with the Evil Queen because they accept her and they treat her like a sister or... A love interest in the other per- the other person's case, like, but with this like going on, you had Zelina slowly grow into someone who can- who understands that no, like th- this other person was just using me, and I want to stand on my own. And but and afterwards, like standing on her own, realizing well it's dangerous this way with the black fairy out. I want like, to, to go from that to working towards her own selfish gains. Thus, like why the, the crystals like got like turned black and to realize that, no, I'm going to do a selfless thing, which she's never done before. Unless you count like Hades, but like nobody did. Um, the the just realizing I can do better. Like I I can be a better person, but better care a, a better character for everyone, and sacrifice my magic. What what 
I think makes me me. And still managing to be a badass by running over the Black Fairy with a car. Like, come on. It's so cool. I, I loved it. I, I, I loved scenes like that. I loved scenes where I... It, it, it just, like... It kind of reemphasizes how in the story world, Regina went and she ha- she was faced with, I could get hurt, seriously hurt with Henry. And I decided not to because I want what's best for Henry. Like it's, it's seeing that theme of wanting what's best for my family passed on like throughout both of these sisters, this, these seasons. And I liked that. I liked seeing the Regina moments. I liked seeing Zelina moments. I didn't really like Evil Queen moments. Katie, what about you? I definitely agree with what both of them are. Well, I mean, more so with what Press was saying. Especially about the Evil Queen and Regina thing. I... When the season... Five finale happened and the evil queen was split and we learned that she was going to be the quote unquote main villain for the season um, the next season it left me feeling like interested but kind of annoyed um, I mean we had to look at it from the perspective that the evil queen is just the overdramatic evil version of Regina and not she doesn't have any of the redeeming qualities that Regina has come to earn over the seasons Um, so it's so hard to look at them standing next to each other where you have this Regina who um, has this edge to her obviously from her past but She is working so hard towards being a better person and learning from past hurt and mistakes. Instead of having those define her, she's having them become lessons for her. And then you have her standing next to this character who's just more like comedic, like a comedic villain, like what Pris was saying. Um, She's, she was... There were moments where I liked her, but there were more moments where I was annoyed by her character. And I couldn't wait for them to defeat the Evil Queen. Um, I will say that I loved how they went about defeating her. Because that was my always my main complaint, was that you can't just get rid of what made you who you are today. You can't just get rid of your evil past. Um she needs to own it and accept it and I love how that is how they uh, defeated her so to speak is that Regina showed her love because that is what she always wanted Um, when she was going through those evil times herself she always wanted love and so Regina showed her love and showed her that she doesn't hate that side of her that she um has learned from that side and she has accepted it. And so I liked how they wrapped that whole thing up. Um, I was just kind of annoyed by her more so um, than anything in the season. But Zelina, I'm even just trying to think about what she did this season. I feel like 
my relationship to <laughs> Zelina has always been like a weird one. I she has always been that villain that's annoying because she can't choose if she's going to be redeemed or if she's going to continue to be evil or just be annoying. But I love her so much just because she is like over dramatic and she has all these funny quips and I love Rebecca Mater. Um, so I have like this weird thought process when it comes to her where I'm annoyed by her, but I love her at the same time. Um, I will say that I appreciated in this season, she ultimately made a big sacrifice um, because her magic was always a huge part of her and it was always something that she really relied on. And for her to give it up in order to save other people was a really powerful message as to how far she has come since we were introduced to her in season three where she was this main villain who wanted to kill her sister. Um, so I appreciate that. I especially like the last few episodes of the season with Selena, um, specifically that one scene in the vault where, um, she is giving up her magic and she asked Selena or she asked Regina to take care of Robin if anything's to happen to her. And Regina, Selena and Emma had like this bonding moment and it just shows how far she has come. So I appreciated the last few episodes specifically for Zelina to see her, um, adjusting to life without magic, which was comical at times. Um, I loved the part where she ran over the black fairy with her car. That was hilarious. Um, but all in all, I, I, I like where she ended up with her character. Um, and in regards to Regina and Selena together, um, I also liked their journey in this season as sisters. Um, also having sisters myself, um, I always appreciate seeing those types of bonds on TV and seeing um, how they get through the tough times where they're arguing together, how they come together just all those different emotions um that come with it but uh i appreciate for sure how at the end of the season they were uh, that's really where regina's kind of arc has come to we always thought that she would probably have a love interest by the end of the main storyline of the show but really where she has come is not to a love interest per se but to having family and that includes Selena and she is surrounded by family now family who loves her so I appreciate where they've gone with Zelina and Regina's character specifically towards the end of season six all of you made really good points I can agree that the evil queen storyline was a bit of a letdown they could have done so much with it when she was like trying to wreak havoc on the town, but they didn't. I mean, they had a lot of storylines going on at that time. It was the land of untold stories. We had uh, Jekyll and Hyde and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and she just sort of fizzled into the background. I think we all assumed she would be the big bad of the season, but she really wasn't to be quite honest. There were it was almost like several big bads that were taken out in a couple of episodes and uh, unfortunately the evil queen sort of like fell to the wayside. 
but there were some really great moments with the evil queen like i loved her and zelina trying to form an alliance zelina trying to find a sister figure especially since regina had uh, put her out the whole regina zelina argument at the very start of the season i don't know why they decided to address it then i feel like if that should have been addressed it should have been addressed before like maybe during the underworld arc it just after everything that they had gone through in the underworld it just felt kind of weird that all of a sudden regina was feeling that way again so that was a little bit of weird writing it was almost as if they just needed something to spark a couple of episodes with uh the evil queen and uh, Zelina and that kind of thing. I love them in the spa. I thought that was really neat. And then the resolution for the evil queen, I liked. You know, if we are going to make the evil queen a person, if um, it wasn't what I sort of thought was going to happen, that Regina was going to have to accept herself and then she would absorb the evil queen back into her, if she's going to be her own thing, then Regina sort of coming to terms with the evil queenness inside of her and showing the evil queen that she can have love as well. I thought that was uh, very nice and very poetic. And uh, I didn't mind her sort of like getting her own happy ending with uh, Wish Robin. As far as Zelina, I really like seeing her character progression this season. It wasn't as much because there was so much going on, or at least we didn't see it as often on the show. But I liked that they finally redeemed her. I liked her self-sacrifice. I liked seeing her without magic. Much like Katie, I love seeing her run over the um, Black Fairy. I, I loved... Uh, just seeing her being included on Team Heroes for once. And even though Hook was kind of snarky with her in the Enchanted Forest uh, when they were sent there via the curse, like, what are you doing here? It was great to see her and Regina team up and do magic together once uh, Zelina sort of proved herself to be... Um, a, a good person, I guess, or a hero, whatever you want to call it. So, though, I guess I covered those two. Now, Regina. Regina this season, she basically came to grips with her past, in a sense. Kind of like how we said uh, skeletons in the closet, in particular for Hook. Regina had her skeleton, like, looking at her in her face. So, even though Regina might not have had a big, flashy storyline this season, I liked that she had to own up to the evil queenness and to accept the fact that the evil queen was her and that she has evolved past the evil queen. And she's now... Regina so I thought that storyline was really strong for her like they they had built up and they had done sort of like a redemptive arc between Regina and like our core cast of heroes 
but this was like a redemptive arc for Regina and herself, which I thought was needed for the character, especially because she has come the most. Like, she's come a long way compared to, uh, I think, the rest of the villains. I'd say probably Hook and Regina both have come a long way, but Regina was there since day one, so we've seen her story longer. So that's why I'll give her a little bit more credit. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten him yet, but like Rumple, like it took him a long ass time. And uh, since he's going to be in season seven, like he can fuck it up at any moment. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's Rumple, so he probably will. So definitely give props to Regina this season. And uh, that leads us into, that was the perfect segue to Rumbell, Mr. Gold, and Bell. And we'll add in uh, Gideon and the Black Fairy if you want to. And uh, I'm sorry, Priscilla, but you're first. (laughs) (laughs) I know you were probably the the one that was trying to avoid this category. Uh, I figured that if if Brittany was going to get, like... Zelina first I figured I was gonna maybe have to balance out gold here yes and to be fair like I don't like their relationship I don't like how toxic it is like it, I, it, to, in the end like even in the end I think that was like one of the only parts of the finale that I didn't care for that I just kind of had to like tune out because I didn't I don't know. Like I, I felt like we started off the beginning of this of this season with um. Goal the Bell being told by, Baby Gideon in her dream that like, Gold is bad news that she shouldn't like trust him, and she separates from him, and all for all of a sudden like that's just kind of ignored, throughout the rest of the of of, of the season. After after Gideon like is taken by the Black Fairy, you have this sort of like moment with the with 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 Belle where she just decides to work side by side with Gold, and I'm I'm sure for people that shipped that 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 ship both of them together like it's it it must be like really rewarding to to see your couple slowly build trust and come back together again and i and again i can see that it's just it's been so torn for me like the the same guy that was kind of like threatening her when she was pregnant and on hook's boat by saying like you're going to come back to me like you know it like that that's 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 language that i that that i can't approve of so but like I, I always feel really torn about gold, but and I, I guess that's what's like the best thing about his character is that he 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 has that that dilemma that um that Katie brought about like the best that with Selena that he's really annoying because he can't decide whether he's going to stay bad or stay good, and I I cap that and say that it's worse because he pretends to be good 
And then he just go, turns around and is bad. And just does, like, excuses the behavior by saying, like, it's for my family or it's for me. Like, he, he, he does it all the damn time. So, I'm, I, I don't know. Like, but to, to learn more about him now from the Black Fairy, to realize that he had been a savior, to realize that he did do good things with his powers, bef- like, with, like, saving the, the townspeople from what was it again the the trolls or yeah the trolls yeah it was but what ogres I, I, no, no ogres. It was, the beowulf it wasn't, yeah the beowulf thank you that's what that's what i was looking for he was he was going up against the ogres and beowulf and it turns out that the bad guy all along which is retconning but like still was balefire like this was the season where they tried their hardest to retrace their steps and to build up gold into someone who was even more morally ambiguous, someone who could have been a good person, someone who in the end is a good person by destroying the Black Fairy and st- and managing to fix things. Like in in the end, like I I approve of that, and I God I it just it it that turns around and just reminds me of how like twisted I am about Gideon. Like it it, it I went from like really like looking forward to this to, to this with Morpheus, like to figuring out afterwards like when he's. When he's Gideon and he, when he comes back and when he's evil, like I want to know why. To later, just kind of being—I don't know—like really disappointed in him. Like, what kind of person allows like all of his like like little friends to be tortured and stuff? Like, I I would figure if he wants to be her handsome hero, like and. and live up to what his real mom wanted that he would stand up to against that but he didn't and you figure out later that it's no it's because um he really can't do much he's just as much of a victim as all of these other people all of these other little kids and he's still a victim he's trying his damnedest to circumvent what what his mom wanted which was stealing his heart and and forcing him to confront the savior again and again and it just it makes me dislike the black fairy more which is really good like villain building there and it makes me like understand more more of Gideon and I I appreciate the fact that they like that they made Gideon have another chance at life by being like a baby in in the end again, by being able to be raised by his real mother now and realize like what a loving family is now, whether or not gold does the job or not, that's up for debate later on once we see more of the episodes. But for now I feel torn but I'm entertained. I liked it. And that's what I have to say about that. 
Katie, what about you? The rumbell of it all. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off by saying I originally really liked Rumbell together when they first introduced them. Like, Skin Deep was such a great episode. It made me so excited for the relationship. And then you got to the end of the first season where um, Belle kind of was released from the mental hospital or mental ward at the time and uh, reunited with him and it was all good. And then we started this very repetitive storyline for them where it's constantly, I love you. I will give up my magic for you. I will stop doing evil things for you. Actually, I'm lying. I'm just going to do the stuff behind your back and lie to your face about it completely for like five episodes. And then you're going to find out and then you're going to be mad. And then we're going to start the process all over again. And so that's what has always initially frustrated me with them. Because I did like them when they first started out. And I did want the best for them. And... um their relationship over the seasons has just been kind of a frustrating one to watch. Um, I especially feel for the Rumbellers who just want them to be happy, but Rumpel keeps screwing it up. Um, but I mean, overall, this season especially, I was very frustrated with gold um, up until the last few episodes um, for definite. He just seemed like that i don't know bell and rumple had such a weird relationship this season where it was like she i mean starting it off pris reminded us um in the first half of the season where he basically kept bell hostage on his ship and was constantly telling her um you're gonna come back to me like you'll see um and he was kind of like threatening her in a way and it was really creepy and it, it reminded me it, it brought his character to a place that really like really frustrated me like i've always been able to deal with him and i've always liked his character throughout the seasons because he robert carlisle does a great job with his character um and I've liked him as this morally ambiguous um, character that you don't know whether you're going to trust or not. But this season, especially after that behavior, just really irked me. And I was not a fan of it. Um, and since then, you know, they decided to go their separate ways. And then this Gideon thing happened. And she started to come back into his life and be like, well, I guess we have to work together now. And I mean, I did appreciate that they kind of built up trust over time. Um, I thought that was a little bit, I mean, I feel like it was a little bit more, more realistic where she was willing to work with him to, because they had a mutual interest in saving their son that made sense but then you get to the last i can't remember if it was like three or four episodes from the end where he completely lies to them again and it just it made me so angry because it's like we are almost at the end of this entire storyline arc and here you are lying again and i thought for sure he was going to be playing this double agent and um I mean, I liked where it got to at the end where he ultimately did make the right choice. Like, that was 
finally something since killing his father that he's done that has been for the good of everyone. It's not just been because he has a because he has a selfish ambitions towards what he's doing this for. Um, so, I mean, I, I just don't have, like, any feelings towards their relationship this season. But I will say I did appreciate that they are going to get their happy ending with raising a son um, from, from infanthood, where he's not a grown adult. Like, they actually get a chance to raise him up from an infant, which... I've always wanted to see Belle with a baby. She's a, when we've seen her in the past. Um, I think we got a couple episodes this season where we've seen her interacting with a baby that wasn't her own. And so it just made me want that for her more and more. And I'm so glad that she finally does have that chance. So that makes me really happy. I, I am happy that it seems that they found their happy ending. I mean, like, like you said, they, uh, it will probably he'll probably screw it up in season seven. If they don't do that, I will be surprised and I will be happily surprised. But I mean, that's what I'm kind of resting on right now. But um, as far as the Black Fairy, the Black Fairy and Gideon go, um, I really did like Gideon's character. Um, I felt bad for him, especially when we found out all the backstory to his character. I felt really bad for him, and I mean, here's another product of the dark of well, the Rumpelstiltskin lineage, who's suffering because of their grandparents or their parents. Like, this family line, this lineage is, like, totally screwed up. They are never... They never have good father-son relationships or grandmother-grandson relationships. It's just all a battle of power in this family line. And so it was nice that was another factor into their ending that made me happy is that maybe he'll finally get to raise a child and break that tradition. But I guess we'll see as far as the black fairy goes. I, I mean, I've said it in the past. I really, really like her character and I'm happy that we got a character who is just really evil. And I mean, she had her reasons, but they weren't enough to excuse the level of evilness that she was at. So I appreciate that we had this character who's just evil because she wants to have all this power and be this evil person. So um, I did appreciate that. So I really liked her character. But um, yeah, I guess that's how I feel about everything. Rumbell, a difficult ship for me to love. But not for others. So I will give kudos to the Rumbell shippers because you all got a happy ending, a happy beginning, whatever you want to call it. We got to hear Beauty and the Beast again and they danced. So I know that the Rumbell shippers were really excited. How we got there, though, was a bit of a mess because, as it has been mentioned, at the start of the season, basically Rumble was like, I'm going to threaten you until you love me! Love me! I will threaten you and you will love me! And I'm just like, really, dude? That's not how anything works in life. But that's what he was doing, pretty much. And uh, it was very difficult to find any type of, like, a little glimmer of support in the ship. 
because it seemed as if they wanted to the writers i should say wanted to spark something between them but in the beginning i mean it was just it was no bueno and listen i've complained about the season being rushed so if if i was cool at the end of the day with them rushing a wedding i'm not going to talk ill about a rushed reunion with Rumbell, if that's what they wanted to do, if they wanted to end them with a happy beginning, then that's what they did. I mean, it started off the season with some threats, but then they had to team up together, and then, uh, you know, slowly but surely, I guess that's where the rekindling happened. I mean, yeah. So, kudos to the Rumbell people for having their happy beginning and i hope i'm hoping that rumple has learned his lesson and uh will be a changed man because i will give slight kudos to rumple not necessarily for the journey on how he got there because that was a bit of a mess too but i liked that he finally made the right decision at the end because he had his uh, doppelganger there basically trying to tempt him to the dark side basically saying you know the black fairy has it all set up you can be king basically if uh, she gets defeated or not well I mean she is defeated so all you gotta do now is just let the plan go in motion and you'll be set for life you can do whatever the hell you want but Rumple was basically like no that's not what I want you know that's that's not the right path and he finally did the right thing even though it didn't necessarily fix it at that moment it was one of the catalysts to uh, defeat the final battle, or I should say to win the final battle. So, I'll give him props for making the right choice. Bell, Bell, you were hardly in this season, so I don't even know what to say about you. Um, yeah, I liked in the beginning that you were trying to uh, resist Rumple and that you, were, you weren't wishy-washy like you've been in the past, and uh, you actually stuck to your convictions. And you were like, no, like, I don't want anything to do with you. And we're not going to get together. And whatever you may think, you may threaten me. But that's not going to make me want you. So that was great. Like, we didn't have the whole, oh, there's, uh, you know, a, a man behind the beast and that whole thing. Although we did get at that at the end after he made the right decision. But, I mean, what can you do? That's their trope. As far as Gideon... I hated him in the beginning, but then once we got his complex backstory, I really felt for the guy. Like, he's just been through a lot. And, oh, the Black Fairy. I mean, she was evil, she was wicked, uh, she was everything. And uh, I'll, I'll discuss her a little bit more when we chat about new characters a little bit later on. So, Brittany, what about you? The rumbell of it all. Oh my. I know. Um, You've been waiting for this moment all your life. Seriously. Uh, my favorite ship of all time. Honestly. Um, do 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 do. 
I, as a shipper myself, I, I totally get um, what it's like to have people, you know, bash the thing that you love and why you like it so much. And they're, 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 it's just one of the worst things ever. So I'm glad I'm not one of those people. You know, you enjoy what you enjoy. I enjoy what I enjoy. I don't go and tell you you can't like this. Um, but personally, when I watch a show, I want something to root for. I want, yeah, I love, I love me some angst. I like um, uh, complicated relationships. But at the end of the day, what I love the most is um, how the the couple or the the two love interests treat each other. I think that's uh, one of the reasons why um, I'm very, you know, pro Regina and pro Hook because. Yes, they were villains, and yes, they did um, horrible things in their past. And while watching, you know, the series when uh, they they came into it, you know, Hook was wor- was working with Cora. Regina was the villain in season one, a little bit of season two. Um, but what it is for me is that you're when you're in a relationship with somebody, just like Hook was with Emma and Regina was with Robin, is that as long as they treat them. You know, with respect and with a, you know, there's okay, there's always going to be a little bit of lies or secrets, but not in the way that's going to harm them, but because it's like they're adjusting to what it's like uh, to be in this. You know, I don't think we really got, we got a lot of hot, uh, hot stuff from Outlaw Queen, um, which was fantastic. I loved watching them and Captain Swan, while it was a little bit rocky, um, it was more rocky in the sense that Emma was afraid to commit to something uh, I don't think she's ever really had before. I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point in time she said uh, all she, she not that all she's good for. I'm sorry, I was gonna that was gonna sound really, but all that um, anything love interest type that she ever had was like one night stands. You know, that's as far as she ever went. She had a lot of abandonment issues. Hook was still mourning the loss of Mila. Like it's just a lot of baggage that when you're going into a new relationship, uh, there's gonna be some rocky moments. But as long as for me. As a shipper, as long as you guys, it's there, you want it to work, and you're going to make it work, um, I'm going to root for you. You know, as long as you don't mess that up in a way that I find irredeemable, like, I'm going to just keep going for you guys, you know. And that's the difference between uh, a toxic relationship and uh, a realistic, complicated um, relationship, which once upon a time is. I mean, if you just look at the family tree, I mean, it's just... All complications everywhere. So, Rumbelt, like Katie, I'm pretty sure most of us, we enjoyed the thought of the Beauty and the Beast trope. I mean, I, it's, it's my second favorite movie of all time. So, I was super excited to see what they were going to do with this. And I'm not going to lie. We were able to watch how Belle and Rumple fall in love, you know, in the first season, second season. Like, we were watching them fall in love in the flashbacks, which was really... Um, a really cool thing that I think the the show was able to do right, because um, I don't really like that type of thing where they're already in love in the in the present day, but we never got to see it. I wanna I wanna fall in love while they're falling in love. That's just like how I ship. So we got to see that right off the bat, and I was like, yes, okay, great. Uh, but I don't know what what happened. It just it did not work well in the long run. Um, it. Rumpel is a very, while he's a very complex and complicated man, um, he did not treat 
Bell in the best way possible. And season six, I think, is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, in, well, how, how should I word this? It's like the worst season, I think, for Rumble in terms of the first half. Uh, we get the threats of love, and we have an actual sequence of Belle running from him, and scared, and crying, and telling her, telling him to leave her alone. Like, I mean, how do you root for that? You know, like, I don't root, I just, I can't. I don't care how much I used to love them. If that was happening in Captain Swan, I probably wouldn't be shipping them. You know, that that's just, there's something just not really right about that. And um one of the things i also i will be okay with is that not that you do a lot of bad things and then i'll forgive you as long as you never do them again it's just if you're gonna turn a new leaf please keep it that way and rumple had a lot of chances to do that and he didn't really do that so bell taking him back at the last second kind of makes me sad but I guess the whole thing is if the show's not going to keep going on and they're not going to have them together, I guess there's no opportunity for Rumble to go bad and to do that again. So there's that, but I just, I don't enjoy them. I'm happy for the shippers, I guess, but I just, uh, I ignored them a lot. But I did appreciate um, them working together to get Gideon. I really liked that. Uh, but that wouldn't have had to happen if Rumple wasn't being a big dick. Um <laughs> Just plain oh. and simple, you know, just don't, don't, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. He's just, he's just the worst. I And I don't like, I don't like Zelina, I don't like Korra, but Rumpel is very frustrating. Uh, I hate that I used to like him, and then now I hate him. I hate that. It's like the one of the worst things ever in a TV show, to make you hate something you once really enjoyed. Um, and I didn't like his treatment of Belle. I just, Belle... Is one of my favorite fictional characters, um, and then this show, she just got used a lot, and I did not appreciate appreciate that. I'm happy for her happy ending, though. When all is said and done, I'm happy she's get, she gets to be a mother. That was one of our wishes. That was one of our theories throughout the season. We wanted Gideon to turn back into a baby so she could raise him. I'm okay with that. Um, I also like that throughout the season, because like, there there goes the rush factor again, right? We didn't see romance blooming between Belle and Rumple while they were trying to get their son back or save their son, you know, all that stuff. So then it was really awkward, or not awkward, but it was just like, oh, okay, they made up at the in the finale, like, oh, okay. Um, I I I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. I I mean, it's been a long season. I'm just like, well. I just want Bill happy, and if she's happy, then okay. And if they're not gonna make let Rumple mess it up in season seven, okay. But I just wanted to point out that their journey is not my favorite. It is the worst. I don't like it. Um, but I'm happy for Bill getting her son back. That's my happy ending for Rumble. I'm glad that uh, they have their son back because whatever Rumple's fault, he does want so he wants to have that unconditional love for his son um and now he can kind of get that and maybe that'll change him i kind of hate that we have to wait for the one thing that's going to change everybody but i guess that's who rumple is uh, that he's the most complicated person in this series and i guess he's getting it. and then i guess we can judge him in season seven when it happens but happy for Belle, she gets her baby boy she gets to be a mom and if this is the last time we kind of see her um, I'm okay with it. She's smiling. I think that's a big contrast than how it was at the beginning of the season. So while I don't like Rumble, I'm glad they just 
kind of wrapped it up and I don't really have any more thoughts on that. Let's move into Snowing, Snow White, and Prince Charming. I thought their storyline this season was interesting because, like, they had the whole I will always find you type of thing times a million because they got a sleeping curse where when one is awake, the other one has to be asleep. And then at the end of it all, uh, when they tried to cure it, like, it was that they were both going to be asleep forever. So, I really felt for snowing this season. Individually, though, I thought they finally gave Charming, like, a really meaty storyline with uh, the search for his father's killer. Like, shout out to Josh Dallas, because he acted his heart out in that episode when, uh, you know, when he was, like, about to kill King George. Like, I mean, that was some powerful stuff. I loved the bromance stuff between him and Hook. Like, the finale was amazing because of their adventure together and uh it was great to see them have like other adventures throughout the season snow has always been sort of like the epitome of hope and all of her like one-on-one -on -one talks whether it was with regina or emma or to the group i mean they were just some beautiful like encouraging conversations this season like she's the voice of uh, wisdom on the show and like one of like the hearts of the show and uh like she had a lot of really great like intimate conversations with uh some of the other characters which w was really nice like she sort of guided them into making the right choice so uh there wasn't as much for them together in the sense that you know them sharing the scenes together because unfortunately for like i don't even know how long it was for like it was at least almost half a season they were separated but when they were together they had some really nice scenes like the whole flashback the final snowing flashback that we got where they uh you know awakened uh, and uh, they realized that they were cursed and they had that uh, difficult choice of telling not telling but uh like reuniting with emma but then deciding not to because she needed to be the savior because they had to think about the rest of the town like that was really strong stuff as well so overall a strong season for the couple they didn't necessarily share the screen together as much, but some of their individual storylines, in particular for Charming, were really good uh, this season. Brittany, what about you? I know that uh, you are like a secret number one snowing shipper. Yes, yes, snowing all day, er day. Um, I know I just made a, a huge thing about how one of my favorite things about Captain Swan is that, you know, they weren't destined to be the, 
to to be together that it was just kind of like out of um out of chance that they were going to end up together and and whilst knowing on the other hand we knew from the beginning that this was going to be the anchor couple the love story um that was just always going to bring us a lot of happy endings i mean uh yeah emma's the main character and yeah her and hook are the main couple but it was never a for sure thing that they would be together that one of them wouldn't die because that's the thing right an anchor couple for the show is the one that kind of They'll have some episodes to themselves. They have their own story, but they're kind of in the background for most of it while the main couple gets all the juicy stuff or the more frustrating mm. parts. <laughs> so, um, and that's why we had a lot of Captain Swan for like ever until this season where they get engaged, they move in, they get engaged, they get married, you know, the type of things we wanted to see while Snowing already kind of did that. But we had the we had some awesome stuff for this show and that we also got to see them fall in love in the flashbacks. You got everything in this show. It's one of the things I'll always praise about it is that um, when it comes to the love stories, we're, we're able to get the flashbacks and then we get the present time and then we get everything and everything just makes sense. But what was so electrifying about Snowing was that um, one of the promotions for the for this show was snow white and charming so you knew like that was one of the things that made me uh want to watch the show it wasn't like emma and her in her story it was like oh my god this is fairy tales and snow white and charming and it's like you have to have the perfect cast you have to have the perfect actress for snow white you have to have the perfect actor for charming and little did we know that we were going to be blessed with this real life um snow white and charming um couple you know they're they're together in real life and i mean while that adds like a really nice kick and bonus to the ship um the two of them in the show are just amazing it's so it's so well done um i love their journey and for season six in particular it's very poetic what they tried to do with with snowing they gave them the curse the sleeping curse 2.0 like a more intense version that took for fucking ever to break. Um, and it was very frustrating to see the two of them not being able to, to be together. Not only was it frustrating for us not to see them together, but we felt the frustration of both of them every time they woke up and they couldn't be with each other. And, you know, Snow leaving a video of like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I need to see you. You know, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, they always find each other, but man... Does it take forever for us to get there? Um, so their journey as a couple was beautiful. They uh, they always find their way to each other. And sometimes it was just the two of them trying to find their way back. But I love in this season that everybody helped them out in that, in that sleeping curse. Everyone was doing their best to try to help. Um, and then the whole town saves them. I mean, that just shows how much they are, in a sense... Um, I know we always say the heart of the show, but they're like the soul. That is, like it started with them. If it wasn't for them making the babies, um, we wouldn't have Emma. We wouldn't have the savior. So it's like it all comes back to them. Like they started this, them and Regina and the feud and the curse. You know, it it starts with them. Um, so that just that was just really poetic. And then they get to. Um, they get to throw a wedding for their their daughter and i love that her and charming are having problems with that you know we got uh snow white being the 
the mother of the bride wanting everything to be perfect and charming being picky because he really wants his princess his daughter to have an amazing wedding because what if she never gets to get it because she might die it's just a lot of beautiful emotions and interactions uh between them and then they they get to be parents they have their happy ending they get to raise um baby neil um uh snow is a teacher you know it just ends well for them separately uh david's arc was amazing uh his it was heartbreaking um this, this show likes to do a lot of parents abandoning their children and we all get frustrated with that but then we learn why it happened or how it happened and we're like damn it why can't we just hate it but no um his dad wasn't like a drunk deadbeat he wanted his son it's just it's a lot of good stuff for david and we had that really powerful episode captain charming oh I mean, I don't want to be one of those shippers, but you know, I would ship them on the down low, like in like a crack ship. Those are those are what crack ships are are are, are made of. The ones that you know aren't the ones that aren't going to be candid at all, and make no sense, but for some reason you'll read a fanfic about it. Like that's just like a, a small. Crack I think ship. you've already read a fanfic about it. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't help that uh, Colin and Josh are just so attractive. Um, but their 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 growth and their friendship and their relationship the past few seasons and then in that episode for this season specifically, amazing. Josh Dallas is just so he had so many surprises this season. Um, he could sing, he can dance, his comedic timing, um, his emotional scenes uh, about his father and then King George and then the friendship with Hook and learning about his father's death and that it was hooked but he forgives him because he knows that he knows how much he's changed and it's just a bunch of good stuff for 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 charming well snow i feel like she didn't i maybe i'm not really remembering her entire arc this season but i think she still added a lot to to the show because i mean well i mean we haven't gone to regina yet but she's an actual like um Wow, I can't think of a, of a word for her, but she is like the friend, the 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 bond that she has with Regina. I don't want to say it's complicated, but I can't even put like a word or I can't even describe um, their bond because they've I think they've come the longest uh, from season one to now. Like I if you have told me in season one that we were going to get in season six. Uh, Snow and Regina talking on a bench and, you know, Snow helping trying to help her out. Um, I would have been like crazy. I mean, like no way. They're enemies, like forever, but they're not. So Snow was just kind of like a guiding light in this season for a lot of characters, and especially her daughter. Um, she re really wanting her to have the best wedding. Um, it, it it was just so beautiful to watch, and that's why I know people give Snow and Charming a little bit of. A, uh, a flack because uh, they're like, well, what's their storyline? They don't really do anything, you know. They put Snow as the guard in season five, and then they got away, you know. Like they they give him a lot of stuff, but I feel like we we <laughs> kind of, we, we <laughs> sorry, we still, I was remembering that. Yeah, but I feel like we still need them. And Emma, um, I mean, I guess if you're looking at the timeline of the show, Emma hasn't had them for very long, so we we still need them there. We need uh the parents there and i feel like season six did them justice and giving them one final huge obstacle 
with each other and to overcome it and to to be together and then the other one which is you know surviving the finale and what was going on and to to fight as much as they can to get back to um their daughter and so that she won't fight this final battle alone and like that's the moral of the show it's family and it doesn't matter if it's blood or if it's through marriage or whatever it's like everybody's a family so i just i really think that snow and charming that's what they bring and most importantly for snow it's hope she gives so all so many speeches about hope that finally i'm starting to freaking believe it six seasons later i'm giving rumple a lot of crap for not changing his ways well here i am the queen of darkness and uh i'm finally getting some hope they snow white and charming make me believe in hope and emma like makes me believe in myself like that's that's what i get from these characters so that's what i took away from snowing in this last season of season six you just reminded me of captain charming doing a magic spell together it's fantastic Oh That's my god. Oh, yeah. where they both turn around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Better see this, sorry. <laughs> Too much. That was great. Amazeballs. Yeah. Priscilla, give me all you've got on snowing. Man, it, it, I, I completely agree with what you guys say. Like, the, in hindsight, like, it's not really the season of snowing so much as it's the season of snow being a friend, being a support, being like the one that gives the best advice, the one that leads the way for the townspeople, and Charming, the detective, the badass, the the guy who really wants to be a father, but has to learn how to balance both that and being, like, a ruler. And I just... I don't know how else to phrase it, like, like but... I feel so bad for them. Like, I remember when they were about to get, they, when they were hit by the curse and they both fall. And then, like, just one gets up and it's like, well, nope, that's, that, that's, that's the curse. One of you is going to be awake and the other one's going to be asleep. Like, and I was like, how the hell are you going to fix that? There's no way to fix this. Like, show you have to you have to show me something give me something to hope for and they themselves are what you look and hope at and side note they finally use neil like we finally see like neil being held by mary margaret and at the very end the last episode like neil is with them in the enchanted forest so oh my god he exists he's there like we've, we we see the baby like, I, I don't know, like, I loved seeing scenes with um, Snow and Regina, where Regina's really heartbroken, and doesn't, like, either with herself, with her past, with wondering whether she's ever going to have a happy ending, with the queen, like, with seeing her past to life in front of her, and seeing, like, what she's has to do on true love, which with Robin there is he actually there is he actually your true love like all of this like Mary Margaret not oh I should correct that it's not Mary Margaret anymore it's snow and that was a very powerful scene too but snow 
giving her the advice, letting her like know like gently but firmly that no, this is like this this doesn't seem right for you. The charming scenes, him ah, oh, I, I still feel so bad when he like the scenes where he's he's a dad and you see him see Emma and just wanting to go to her to be like the father but to realize you have a kingdom to protect and the gratitude of that kingdom afterwards bringing you both back to life like like giving back to your family who's given so much for them it's just it's nice to see what i didn't like was um the rushness that was felt with um with the end with um charming kind of forgiving hook just out of nowhere like just being like oh fine whatever like it, it it was they didn't really have like a conversation to sit down a chat like at all which that that was what i was looking forward to the most like to see forgiveness really play out on screen but eh we didn't get that instead we got like the the really cool moment where hook is kind of explaining the 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 significance of his relationship and the beanstalk and another like hook and charming adventure like i think that's what what should really be like the description of this this of 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 them together like it's another hook and charming adventure off on another whirlwind battle like they're they're cute and that last bit like just showed like that i don't know that that he really can be a bro that he really can go and help out his friend and now his son and now his son-in-law and i just i also the 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 capstone like the 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 best thing ever is seeing the another true love's kiss wake up and bring back charming from the dead for snow like in in the forest floor of the enchanted forest like that's beautiful like i this is that is what i needed and to see that place met at the end for meet like welcome to the charmings and to see charming finally have like a dog again like a sheep dog like what the one that he had before <sighs> like that 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 is the cherry on this like beautiful sunday i loved this the snowings i totally believe that they are like like the marrow, the the of, of of this body, like they are the heart and soul of Once Upon a Time, because they do bring the magic, even if they're not together both of the times. Like you, you know, in the end, they will be. You have faith, Katie. Snowing. I agree with what everyone has been saying. Um, Snow and Prince Charming are... I can't remember which one of you said it, but they're the soul of the show. They're our original couple that everyone was rooting for. And 
they've been that steady couple who they might have a little bit of aches, but for the most part, they're like rock solid and they're always together. And they're just, I mean, I think a lot has to do with it too, is knowing the backstory between Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas as well, knowing that they're both, married now with kids of their own they're the real life prince charming and snow white and they it transcends through the screen um i mean i love them before we even knew everything that was going on between them as a couple but it just it's like watching the relationship on the tv screen and knowing that these two couples or this couple is actually together and it's just it's really it's beautiful and i i just love their story so much um i like how as painful as it was for the audience that the show started with snow in a sleeping curse and for the show to end with this storyline um the current storyline that's been going on for six seasons for it to end with them breaking out of yet another sleeping curse just seems poetic, I guess you can say. Um, it's a sleeping curse that they've been under several times, but with a twist. And it's kind of a cruel twist where, um, you know, one has to be sleeping. And when the other one tries to wake them up with true love's kiss, that one will go to sleep until the, they repeat the process over and over again. And you could see that played out on the screen where it was just very painful for them to go through um but just there's they're that couple that you always know will always be together and will always be there for each other and in the end they were willing to do whatever was they needed to do to be together and it worked out where they both were able to break the curse um through the help of everyone else um who love them. I mean, that, that shows that they are the soul of the show there where you have the whole town willing to um, take part of the curse on themselves to help them um, break the curse themselves. So that just shows that they really are the heart of the show. Um, and specifically, I loved their ending, their happy beginning, I guess you can say, in the montage where, you know, how we have the welcome to the Charmings mat with the rain boots. And we see um, Snow driving off to go teach. And we see that they're happy. Finally, they've got a farmhouse and they're finally happy and they're finally able to raise a child, which is what Snow always wanted but never had with Emma. Um so it was fun to see them be able to finally reach this point. And just for their characters separately, uh, I'll echo exactly what you all said about Charming and his arc, specifically with finding his father's murderer and coming to terms with his father. Um, that was a very powerful episode. I would say that that scene where he's kind of breaking down in that uh, mental ward area is one of my favorite charming scenes in the entire series. Josh Dallas put so much heart into that scene and it really showed through the screen to the audience. Um, and then just quickly mentioning Snow. I loved 
the part specifically where she is so excited about the wedding and wants to help him a plan. It just, I mean, it shows that she never got to watch her grow up and never got to go through the big things that, um, children go through when they're growing up with Emma, but she is not going to miss her wedding. And it was revealed that she's kind of been planning this since the break of the first curse. And that was just, it was so perfect for her character because of what we know of her and how much she wants to experience whatever she can with Emma. So um, I just really loved their arc even though they weren't in this season a whole ton um we did get some good material from them and i i really did like them just as much as i have in the past in this season specifically and it's time for the final character that we will be discussing before we get into sort of returning and new characters henry mills uh, who in season seven will be the new emma so katie take it away Give me everything you got on Henry Mills. Okay, so Henry, I feel like hasn't been a huge presence um, ever since, like, season three. Um, Which is just how you like it. No. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I liked seeing him in the season specifically more towards the end where he... um, wants to um, take on his powers as the author and just become closer to his family. Um, I love the finale specifically because we got an Emma and Henry adventure again, which was so reminiscent of season one, where that's pretty much what we had throughout the whole season, where it was just, it was, really focused on Emma and Henry and Henry helping her believe and so we kind of got that in the finale where we had a lot of parallels to that um, having Henry try to make her believe once again and so I mean it shows physically how much he's grown I mean he's he's grown so much and he's so much older and um, it shows how much he's grown as a character as well, where he is more, I mean, he, he, he becomes more cunning, I guess you could say. I think we mentioned that in the finale as well, where he, um, goes along with things more where he wouldn't have in the past. And he tries to use his author powers. He, um, just works really hard to get Emma to believe again. And I do, I do like that in season seven, we are really focusing on him as an older character. I mean, it seems natural if this was the way that they're going to reboot the series for it to be this way, where it focuses on Henry and his daughter now and having his daughter um, help break a curse that seems to be happening upon him as well. And I am... What I'm most curious about is how he gets to the Enchanted Forest, and I'm really looking forward to his love story with um, Lucy's mom. So I'm excited with where they're going, especially since it is involving Henry. Um, I hope that they do utilize Jerry Gilmore in in flashbacks for Season 7, because 
I think that he has grown a lot as an actor, and that was shown really in the finale, specifically um, of season six, where he he's he's grown so much, and his acting has um, really come full circle. And I I really did like it specifically in the season six finale. Priscilla, your thoughts on Henry Mills? Get like. I, I, I'm, I'm going to reiterate with Katie because I'm trying to, like, rack my brain and think, like, what did Henry do this season? Like, this isn't the author's season, so he wasn't the 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 bright and shining, like, light here. Like, I, 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 I can think of, like, maybe Henry facing off against Hook and saying, hey, like what are you doing like why are you why are you keeping the shears away from my mother i can think of henry um facing off against the evil queen and being like no you you do have like a side of my mother like inside of you and i know it and both of those things seem to like reiterate the the, the fact that like he is really he he's still our little Henry Mills who all he wants is within the sense of like magic he wants family he wants a sense of togetherness and he's he's going to fight for it no matter what and I, the most I see like of Henry was that last episode with him facing off against the black fairy and that was scary when he when he got pushed magically and like had Emma just kind of questioning whether or not like Henry, are you, are, are you the one that's supposed to be on crazy pills here? Are you the one that's kind of still making shit up and making me have to be in this place? But I'm like, like it, it, it was an interesting twist on season one's um, ending with the, the fruit tart. So I don't know, like I, I I'm I'm looking forward to more of like Henry. I'm looking forward to this grown up Henry and what that signifies for the rest of the the stories. But in in, a, in another sense, like I'm just I watched the scenes with him and Lucy and just was like, oh, but this means that that somehow like family gets separated then. And I didn't want to see that. Like I wanted the season to end with happy endings. But I guess that's where I have to think of what Mary Margaret said, that happy endings always start with hope. Brittany. Okay. So I... I'm one of the few from here. No, I'm just kidding. I always try to give Henry as much love as I can uh, when I see him. I feel like he's grown. He's matured. And I feel like we see that more or the most in the finale. I mean, we even get the little callback to season one. Him being little Henry. You know, Jared's just so adorable when he was when he was that young. But now he's he's. He's a young man, so it's just pretty cool to see that transition that we literally saw him grow up on screen. So it's really, really awesome. Um, for season six, he doesn't really get to do a lot, but I still think his presence is is needed, you know, because he's a he's a constant 
reminder of the the message of the of the show, which is family. And if it wasn't for Henry, Emma wouldn't have come to Storybook. Uh, Brooke, if it wasn't for Henry, Regina and Emma wouldn't be good friends. Uh, Regina wouldn't have reconciled with Snow and uh, with Snow. Most importantly, um, so it's just a lot of good stuff for Henry to be there. And I feel like they maybe could have given him more with the author storyline, but I think there was too much going on in season six for him to have an act uh, a really big role, you know, as a game changer. But I love that. When they did give him his own episodes to kind of shine, you know, he um, he tried to do what he could with the, with the author's pen. Um, he always tried to help out. I mean, he helped out Emma at the very end with that picture of um, in the musical. You know, well, the song has always been in your heart. And, you know, he's there, I guess, maybe as a last resort to help, but he's always trying to. With that being said about the entire season... He gets a whole episode to really prove how far he's come and how he's grown. And I, and I don't mean that in just like physical terms. I mean, um, in the tools he has to use against the Black Fairy or against the villains. You know, he, stu- he stood up to the evil queen and somehow was still able to, uh, to get through to her in some ways. You know, she, she was trying to hurt Regina, try to hurt Snow and Charming, but she never tried to hurt Henry. And um, sometimes they got to use that to their advantage with Henry. And Henry always tries to talk to her and, you know, try to help out. Um, But the finale in particular, we see Henry alone with no one believing him. And he still came up with a way to get Emma back. And it worked. He tried different ways. He had a plan B and it worked. So, I mean, Henry has grown a lot and we should give him a lot of credit where it's due, and I really love that they they circled back to season one and the pilot, and how um, one of the first duos we ever get is Emma and Henry, mother and son, and we got that in the finale, and he was prepared to die to fight to get everyone back. Um, Henry deserves a lot of credit, so with that being his journey, you know, throughout the series and in season six, I, I'm pretty sure Henry's going to be in for some really great things in season seven. So while we didn't get a lot of him in season six, I really think they kind of totally made it up with the finale. We got a lot of Henry in the finale. So I'm I'm pleasantly content with what we got with Henry in this season. Yeah, I agree with all of you. I think when they used Henry, they did a really great job in using him. I like that they didn't forget that he's an author and that he tried to help out with his author powers and he got possessed by the author um, ship and he started writing those weird symbols which thankfully came back into play in the finale. I thought he was really good in the finale and uh, Katie said this that he's grown so much as an actor. I think we've all sort of we all sort of said it. Mm-hmm. And like that completely was proven by the finale. Whereas like maybe in previous finales when he's been like the focal point, it hasn't necessarily been his strongest performance. I really thought he did a fantastic job in this season finale like he sold it i bought it 
Like, it was really great. And um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the character, especially since they're aging him up, and now he's got a daughter. And I'm sure we'll see Jared Gilmore once again, maybe in flashbacks, as younger Henry. But I'm just excited overall to see what they're going to do with the character, especially since the character has grown so much. He is an author, and he has the heart of the truest believer. So I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with him, because the truest believer isn't believing. And what does that mean? I guess we'll have to see. So our next category is uh, returning characters slash new characters. So this includes basically everyone else that was featured this season, not including our core group that we just discussed. And uh, I'll say this. I always love seeing our returning favorites. So, of course, our Storybrookians. I mean, that was they're all great. You know, you know, I love me some granny. And I was so excited <laughs> when they brought back King George. I thought that was a really great character to revisit this season. Like, the new characters, I was a little disappointed in how they were used. Because it's like we had Jekyll and Hyde for, like, I didn't go back and count. But it felt like maybe three or four episodes. And there then they were more, gone. Thank you. Yeah, and then... The Evil Queen, but then, it, you know, the Evil Queen was in the background, and then we had Gideon, and then all of a sudden the Black Fairy. We've said this over on our Supergirl podcast that season two of Supergirl has been a bit of a mess, because there isn't, like, a um, specific structure or an outline to the season and all of their the arcs featured in that series for its season two and that's kind of like once upon a time season six and while we call the supergirl um season two a mess it's been a fun entertaining mess and i can say that with once upon a time as well it's almost as if the writers threw a whole bunch of stuff against the wall and whatever stuck is what they did because they i don't know it, it it was just weird how they paced it and then because of the ratings i feel they had to rush because they weren't sure if there was going to be a season seven and then if there was a season seven because of contracts and whatnot they weren't sure who was going to return and then once they knew obviously before we knew who was not going to return they were like okay we just need to rush 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 we need to have a wedding we need to have a final battle uh, we need to do this that or the other we need to break people out of curses we need to try to break and, and ruin all of the realms to rebuild them back up so Let's just rush to the end. And uh, unfortunately, because of that, the new characters were sort of put to the wayside. Like, we were introduced to Aladdin and Jasmine. And I know we were all excited for that. And I love their introduction. But, I mean, they were brought on and then they disappeared. But then they came back. And then we wrapped up their storyline. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I was here for the ride, and while I was excited to see the new characters and excited to see like returning favorites like Ariel and that kind of thing, it was a bit rushed. 
and um, I, I will give kudos to Jafar. I, I love seeing Once Upon a Time, the Mothership's interpretation of uh, Jafar. So that was a welcome introduction this season, although he was underutilized as well. Okay, I have to agree with you. Um, I think this has been one of Once Upon a Time's problems. You know, it's not... It's uh, a little frustrating, but it didn't, uh, I guess, bother me too much in the sense that I think after, like, season one and season two, we started to really establish whose stories we were following. We had a lot less standalone episodes um, as the series continued to go. We had more, you know, focus plots. Like, we had most of our core characters, like Snow, Charming, Emma... Regina, Henry, and then Hook, then Rumple and Belle, like all of them were considered mains or the characters that we cared about and they all had different stories, whether it was with each other as a ship or separately, we had a lot of stories to follow. So now in season six, I understood or I, I kind of knew in the back of my head that we were not going to get... Um, these other new characters for very long. That doesn't mean I didn't want them, because like, like you were saying, Jeff, Jasmine and Aladdin were probably the most hyped um, characters to come uh, onto Once Upon a Time, and I think a lot of fans have been asking for that, because we know Aladdin is a lot of fun in the, in, in the Disney movies, and his character is just awesome, and Jasmine too, and just putting them in here in our world would have just been amazing. I mean, when we got the, the Frozen arc, I mean, Elsa and Emma became like best friends, although we never see her again. But they became real. They understood each other on a certain level that she didn't share with anyone else. So that's what I liked. And then um, here we kind of had that as in Aladdin being the savior and Emma too. And then the choices he made as a savior to you know cut his fate or his destiny away so he wouldn't be the savior anymore. Like we had a lot of good stuff. Um, when you look back on it and I understand why we didn't get more especially with how um, the second half was while still really good was rushed it made sense that we weren't going to have time for everyone I just didn't like the way they structured it even if I think that was probably the best way to go about it you know introduce it and then come back to it later but it was still really random because I found myself in the middle of the season like well, what happened to Jafar? What happened to Jasmine? You know, like, it was just, what's going on here? Um, as much as I was interested in Mr. Hyde and the untold story stuff um, and what we were going to have for season six, I think they should have just left that out in, in totally. I think they should have introduced the final battle sequence at the end of, the, of season five and just come back with that. Because we started with Dr. Or, or Mr. Hyde and Dr. Jekyll at the beginning of the, of the season. And then we only had them for like four episodes and then it was gone. And then we never thought about them ever again. And then the final battle was starting to be introduced. It was it was so weird and rushed. And, and then I thought about it. I'm like, what was the point of Mr. Hyde then? And while I enjoyed their backstory and the little arc, um, this wasn't this felt it felt like it didn't belong in season six um at all for me and it imagine having an extra four episodes that we could have had either added one more episode for jasmine and aladdin or um 
even a three arc episode of Charming Forgiving Hook. Like we could have done a lot of stuff with the last three episodes or another an extra three episodes that wasn't wasted on Mr. Hyde and the untold stories. So I I'm indifferent about that. I, I as much as Mr. Hyde was awesome to listen to, I love his sexy voice. Um, I didn't really think it had a place in season six. Uh, especially with where we ended. Like, if you talk about where we started and where we ended, uh, it's completely different. Um, I was happy about Ariel coming back. Ariel's so adorable. She's so cute. And I love that she had a lot of scenes with Jasmine and they became friends and they helped each other out. Just girl power all around. Tiger Lily, uh, she came out only, like, maybe two, three episodes. I liked it. It was fine. Um... I really wish we had more uh, chances to bring in random, or not random, but fairy tale characters. But for season six, because we were rushing so much to the end, um, I'd rather um, them finish like Emma's storyline, Hook storyline, so that I can really enjoy that. I feel like all these filler episodes um, are nice, but maybe they didn't belong in season six. Like, that's why I think I gave such a hard time in that Cinderella episode, because while it was entertaining to watch, um, it felt really, really weirdly placed in the season, but again, that was part of the four episode arc of Hyde. Um, but on the upside, I did enjoy the one-off episode of the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite episodes of the season. So, yeah, that's what I really liked. Um, I can't think of any more guest stars that came out in the in the show, but I think. Those are the ones that really stuck with me. But I'm also really glad that they also brought Aladdin and Jasmine into the finale. I mean, they didn't do much, but their presence just made me smile. And I can really appreciate Once Upon a Time for doing that in season six. I agree. Um, Pretty much with what you both were saying specifically. um, I did enjoy Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. just, I mean, like you said, Brittany, they didn't, it didn't, if you think about what we've just experienced in the last batch of episodes, you would not naturally place them at the beginning of the season. Like, I, it seems totally disjointed to me. It doesn't seem like they fit. But when they were on the screen, I did enjoy them. And I yeah. understand, yeah, I understand why they did it. Um, because of the material that we had, um, specifically dealing with the evil queen or Regina splitting herself in the evil queen. Um, I understand that. Um, but when you think back on it, it, it doesn't seem like they would be in the same season as Jasmine and Aladdin and all this other stuff happening. Um, but I did enjoy them when they were on the screen, um, uh, my favorites were definitely Jasmine and Aladdin for sure. I really loved them, and I think that they picked the perfect people to play them. And uh, I also liked the character who they got to replace Jafar. Um, replacing Naveen Andrews was always going to be like a big thing, and it, it was I was very trepidatious about it, but they cast a perfect guy to replace him. And I really liked um, how he did it, his portrayal of Jafar. Um, even though he kind of 
disappeared after a few episodes. I would have liked to have seen him more because I, I, it kind of felt like when we were at Comic-Con and they showed us a sneak peek, it seemed like he was going to be like more. It was The Aladdin story and Jafar um, was going to be more central, but it really wasn't. Um, so I'm a little disappointed about that. But overall, I did really enjoy them when we had them. Um, but like you said, Tinkerbell was great. Or not Tinkerbell. We did have Tinkerbell for like yeah, a few episode. seconds. But um, uh, Tiger Lily specifically, um, I really liked. I loved who they cast. Um, I'm hoping that she'll be in season seven. Um, I really liked uh, the, the Monte Cristo episode. Um, Beowulf was also interesting. I liked how they kind of twisted his story around in a typical once upon a time fashion. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the ones that I can think about, but, uh, I did enjoy the guest stars this season. So that was, that was appreciated. And the final category that we will discuss before we look into our crystal balls into the future is the overall season six storyline. So, there were several arcs throughout the season, as I mentioned, sort of like the Untold Stories, uh, Jekyll and Hyde arc, the Evil Queen, the Savior, and what does that mean? And then uh, the Black Fairy basically took over the uh, end of uh, the season. So this is the first season in a while that we haven't had sort of like distinct separate half season arcs this is the first time that we went back to like season one and season two style storytelling and at least for me i could compare this season more to season two versus season one where season one there was much more of an organized driving force for the season and uh, season two was kind of like a mishmash hodgepodge of like everything. And I know that I already said sort of like the analogy of like they threw stuff at the wall and they basically did what stuck. That's kind of what season two was. And this reminded me a lot of season two. And while I think a lot of people have negative views of season two pretty much because of the scheduling because that was before ABC sort of figured out to do, you know, 10-ish episodes in the fall and then 10-ish episodes in the spring with a large break in between. In season two, it was kind of like, here are two episodes, then here's like a two-week break, and then here's one episode, and then there's a three-week break, and then here's another episode, and then there's another week break. And it was that whole type of thing, and I think that's probably what has soured people to season two because i binged season two when i bought the dvd or i should say the blu-ray and it wasn't as bad as how i remembered it and i think the scheduling tainted it now as far as this season i already mentioned it was a little bit of a mess and even though we rushed, and that would probably be the biggest complaint coming from me, like the mess I can kind of handle, but the rushing was just so evident. 
other than the rushing, like, I kind of didn't mind the mess. Although, I was very confused as to, like, what the big bad was, and who the villains were, and, like, what should I be focused on. So, it was a mess. But it was an entertaining mess. And I know Brittany understands what I mean, because we've had the same argument over on Supergirl. Season 2 of Supergirl has been a mess, but I've been entertained by it, nonetheless. Oh yeah, we, uh, we, we talk about that almost every episode, like in the past like five or second half of the season. Um, however, for, for me, for Once Upon a Time, the, the thing about it is, Sometimes the side stories are also just as uh, intriguing as the main story. And like I, like I was saying earlier, Once Upon a Time had the freedom at the beginning of the series to let us explore the stories of other fairy tales. I mean, all of season one was not only bringing Emma um, into Storybook because she's a savior and, um, and that's her destiny, but the way we got to that point was because first she didn't believe and then she started to but the only way we could get her to do that was not only henry giving her faith and reasons to believe but it was like almost every episode she was helping fairy other fairy tale or fictional characters get their happy ending because storybrooke was under a curse so none of them really remembered their fates or anything in it you know, we had the book to help us, and, you know, Emma was interacting with almost all the characters that we now know that, you know, we haven't seen in a while, or we see occasionally, um, but every episode was kind of a little adventure, and it was really interesting, because we wanted to know, as the audience, what what were they going to do to the stories that we already know? What was the twist, or the curse that they were going to put upon our favorite stories? So... They had the freedom in season one to do that. They, we could, every episode, while we call it now filler, was actually part of season one. Like, Emma had to help that person in order to, to believe more. Every episode, she started to believe a little bit more. So, for this season overall in season six, I mean, we, had, we don't really get the liberty, we don't have the liberty to do that because our main cast is huge. I mean, I love it. But it's huge. So we had to really focus on um, what it was that made everyone interested in season one, which was Emma's journey as a savior. And now before she didn't believe now in season six, she does. She's come to accept it. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't make her afraid and sometimes have her lose doubt or lose hope in herself. And that's that's okay. I would be kind of more concerned if Emma didn't have any flaws like that. Um, So. I like that they went back to that and that made the story a little bit more um, coherent. It was, we had, by the, by season, by the, by, by season, excuse me, by like episode like five or six, um, the time where Emma finally really was getting those visions and then her hand was shaking and stuff, like that's where I feel like season six started. I really don't count the premiere and, uh, Mr. Hyde and all that stuff like really part of season 6 I feel like after that is where it comes into play uh, they even brought in the oracle and the visions of, of Emma fighting somebody so the mini arc I feel like was Doctor uh, was Mr. Hyde and then after that it was season 6 because it was all about the final battle and 
who is she going to fight against? But, oh my gosh, she actually dies when she fights. And what's going on here? So, I liked that. But the impression that I got was that uh, Mr. Hyde was going to be the big battle season. And so was the Evil Queen. And then even Jafar was mentioned in the premiere. So, I was like, oh my god, are they all going to have like a big super, super villain team up? Like, I mean, that's what we kind of look forward to, right? And Once Upon a Time was these fictional villains were going to come together and be the big bads of the season. But we thought it was, it was that, but actually Jafar was actually just the villain for Agrabah and Jasmine and Aladdin, which was a separate story from the main one. So it was, it was a little confusing because I wanted Jafar to be the big bad, but then I understood why he couldn't. And then we got the introduction of the black fairy, which I'm totally not mad about because I think she made an awesome villain. I'm just sad that we've known about her, but we didn't know anything about her, which which is what we were going to get in the season. So I'm really sad that we didn't get her introduction or her name drop until like the second half of the season. And that makes me like really sad about that. Um, so while I'm talking like this, it sounds like I'm a mess, right? Well, that's how season six felt when you look back on it but that doesn't mean it's any less entertaining because mm-hmm. the casting was the casting was so good and the and the places where our characters started and then ended after those arcs and those storylines is really really compelling and they uh they really made a statement with what they can do with um a lot of characters into one season uh i just think the structure was messy and it was um really weird with all the arcs that they were trying to do but i was oh i was kind of okay with it i don't know about binging it it could be different on a binge but for as long as we waited since the fall to now to see everything it i was kind of okay with it um it doesn't bother me i enjoyed the time we had with jafar i enjoyed uh, mr hyde i enjoyed the black fairy i just wish we had more of her since she became the big bad um so I just think overall my 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 biggest gripe with every, everything is just the Mr. Hyde like four episode arc. I feel like we could have done without it, but I still like that we got it. Um, and it's better also that they did it in four episodes at the very beginning than to spread it out in a whole season. They just got rid of it real quickly and then we were on to the big final battle arc. So messy, but in the end, it was worth it, I guess. And I'm totally okay with what they have. And maybe they introduced all these things at the beginning so that maybe when season seven starts, they'll come back into play. Yeah, I agree again with what you guys are saying. Uh, when you think back on season six, it just seems like it was kind of like a hodgepodge of all these different like random stories and they didn't seem to connect well together. Like you've got Jekyll and Hyde at the beginning and the splitting of the evil queen. Then you have this final battle stuff and all those random things that are happening that don't seem to connect like at all. Um, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I loved it all. Um, even if it didn't connect together well. Uh, I specifically love the final battle stuff. I wish that that would have been more prevalent through the entire season. Um, Just because I feel like it would have really cemented in our minds that this is the end of 
Once Upon a Time as we know it. Um, it would have given us some more time to reflect on that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I do like how they went about it, and I like how it ended, and um, what they did give us. I specifically loved the finale, so... Um, it was kind of messy, but it worked out in the end, and um, I think that they closed the storyline that we've been following for six seasons really well. So, it was messy, but it was an enjoyable mess, I guess you could say. Well, now it's time for the moment that I think all of us have been waiting for this entire season. It's time to grade the season. Throughout each episode that we've recapped and reviewed and dissected of Once Upon a Time, we've given apples. We've rated each episode from 1 to 10 apples, and we've given out golden apples and that kind of thing. Well, now it's time to actually give a letter grade for the entire season. A, B, C, D, F, plus and minuses are included... So, we'll start off with you, Katie. What would you grade this season, and why? Okay, so, I'm going to give this season a B. A solid B. Um, I think for all the reasons that I mentioned uh, about the storyline specifically, it, it didn't really connect very well. Um, even though it was all enjoyable and I did like it in the end, it didn't totally connect very well, which was kind of frustrating. Um, I wish we had had more time spent on some things like the wedding, um, uh, Rumbell's, uh, eventual getting back together. Um, it just various random things I wish we would have had more time for. I wish we would have spent a little bit more time with Aladdin and Jasmine and Jafar. Um, I would have... I mean, I was kind of annoyed by the Evil Queen, so you know, that factors in. But other than the things that annoyed me, all in all it really did... It really was enjoyable. I love the final battle. I love how it kind of... The show came full circle from the pilot where we first heard about the final battle beginning to now um i loved everything that we got from captain swan from snowing i love that zelina finally redeemed herself um all those various things and the finale was so great the musical episode was phenomenal um so i mean it was just it was good i did really enjoy it there were just a few things that annoyed me so a b i'm definitely giving it a, B. Brittany, speaking of Bs, how would you grade this uh, season? Nice. Um, wow, I mean, I'm actually really surprised at uh, Katie's grade, um, especially in comparison to mine. Um, I'm oh my goodness. The, yeah, I'm giving this season a A-. minus. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I can be really really critical about the season like i've been saying i mean I, i've mentioned here um the rushing and the the really weird arcs and the introduction of a lot of characters but somehow they still weren't connected um but that to me was like maybe three or four things that i didn't like about the season 
and that in comparison to like the other 10 things that I like. So it with B if you're a fan of a show and you're already in season six, obviously they are still doing something right to keep you there. I mean, there are some fans that watch out of obligation. They're like, oh man, I've already did five seasons. I might as well do six seasons. And then there are the others where you've actually stuck through the good and the bad and then they try to fix it in like the last season you know it's just a lot of things but for me the one reason why i've stayed with once upon a time is because i like all these characters and some and more often than not the stories are still so compelling and i really want to know where my characters are going to end up i want to know if they're going to be tested in some way in their relationships in their friendships in their uh, family um, bonds like are they gonna do the right thing are they gonna um, stay alive like what is gonna happen in season six um, proved all of these things to be true Regina you know I mean I didn't get to talk about her a lot but her arc this season was really fantastic although it didn't end you know with the evil queen in the way I wanted to you know Jeff you said it earlier about how she would accept herself and then accept the evil queen inside her and you know she would be combined again but um I still like that Regina was dealing with the death of her true love or one of them I mean we'll see what happens um and dealing with the with the fact that her sister was involved in that indirectly or directly however you want to see it and how she was dealing with being around her dealing with the death then getting Robin back and then dealing with, you know, is it the same one? Is there still something there? Like, she went through a lot this season. Uh, and I really enjoyed her arc and where she's come and how she was actually angry in the finale when the Black Fairy took Emma and Henry from her and she was pissed off and it was just, just so good. And then Snowing got their own little arcs too, you know, with each other and with other characters. Emma still having trouble with the savior, even though she accepted her fate. Um, Captain Swan uh, growth and angst and wedding and musical. I mean, seriously, they put the musical in like the last chapter season of like Emma and it was amazing. Like, I think we were all thoroughly like surprised with how good it was. Like it was just really well done the black fairy as a villain you know a season's only as strong as the villain is and while dr hyde what i mean excuse me mr hyde wasn't with us for a long time um he was still really fun to watch and then jekyll was the twist was actually the villain like that was still really good i don't care if it was four episodes it's really good um evil queen while annoying was still a thorn in our side but in a good way like she was still being a pain in the butt and then the Black Fairy just took it, like, all. Like, she just took everyone to run for their money. So, overall, Season 6 was a fun ride. Frustrating, but in the good way. And I feel like all of that, all of the, the messiness and the tears and the emotions and the feels all came to a head in the finale. And it was amazing. So, I mean, Season 6 for me, as a fan, as a longtime fan exceeded my expectations disappointed me in small ways but not enough to take away the best things about this season and it really made me uh, appreciate all these characters and how much i'm gonna miss most of them when they're gone so yeah a minus for me i'm disappointed in you katie a b i'm 
sorry. Oh my god. I'm surprised with the wedding and the moving in. And I know. I'm oh really surprised. Gosh. Well, that's okay. I mean, maybe th- some things didn't speak to you the way they. Spoke I know. To now me. I feel like I'm <laughs> too low. Oh my gosh! Once <laughs> you guys are making me reconsider what I've given. Oh. <laughs> It's just for me, the good things outweighed, like, I mean, like, the four things I can think of that I didn't like was the Rumbell stuff. But mm-hmm. then, but then they got together, not as a couple, but as parents to save their son. So that kind of remedied that one. Zelina annoyed me a lot, and I still blame her for Robin, but she did something selfless in the end. So there's the other one. Um, the messiness, I mean, yeah, okay, so I stick with that. Uh... But that's, like, really it, you know, that bothered mm-hmm. me. Everything else was just really... And then the rushing, that's it. Just the rushing and that's it. So that's, like, what, three three things, four things that I didn't like, but all the other stuff I mentioned, like... That, but that's, like, for me, personally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just how I like uh, yeah. this season. I mean, it could have been worse, believe me. I've seen some bad stuff, like Veronica Mars. I love that show, but they they canceled it, and they canceled me. I hated it. They canceled you. They canceled (laughs) me until, like, two years ago when they made a movie out of it, and they finally closed up all the circles. So, um, But once once did a favor to all the fans. They gave everyone a happy ending. Like, that's that's tough to do, and they did it in a pretty Mm -hmm. organic way with the exception of Rumbell, but, I mean... You know. Yes, I do. I do agree with you there. Yeah. So, and maybe there's more to come. We don't know. So, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. But so B for B for you and A minus for me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's crazy. It's wow. Jeez. That's interesting, Priscilla. What about you? How would you grade this season? Um, this is where I'm. I'm kind of like up in the air about it because this I I liked the season I I felt it was kind of like a jumbled bit like the first half of it but the second half was so strong and was back to basics for me like back to season one and that finale like that finale like boosts up my grade a ton so like it's really hard to choose but I'm gonna go with a B plus. Yeah, I think that's that's my grade. All right, so here's something interesting. We have two co-hosts that are in the B territory. Oh, we have no. one that's in the A territory. Ooh. And I actually agree 100%. Like, I could copy and paste your answer. I agree with one of you the most. I know who it is. I know who oh, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. It's definitely not you, Katie. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Katie gave it the lowest grade out of the four of us. Oh, Take away her Tumblr, Brittany. I, am. I know. I'm going to be the new admin. I know, wow, right? okay. I 100% agree with Brittany. A minus. And it's for exactly every single reason she gave. The season might have been a mess. It might have felt rushed, especially towards the end. It should have been organized better. 
But overall, I had a lot of fun this season. I liked seeing our returning favorites. I really enjoyed seeing the new characters, even though because of the rushed feeling of uh, the season, we did not get as much time as I would have liked with people like Aladdin, Jasmine, Jafar, Tiger Lily, etc., etc. But... Like, I liked what I saw from our core group. Charming had an incredible arc this season. Emma, and Hook, and Regina, and Zelina, and the Evil Queen. They all individually had incredible arcs this season. Rumple finally did the right thing. Um, Belle is going to get the chance to have her baby again. I loved that the finale... I mean... To be quite honest, it felt like a series finale, and uh, they checked in on all of the realms, and uh, the realms were going to be destroyed, but it was Emma and Emma's belief that uh, fixed everything. Like I just thought the storylines were really nice. I liked all the callbacks to season one, especially towards the end. I really loved the musical episode, even though the wedding was rushed, and I know... I'm going to bring it up again. The CGI was horrible. The wedding was really nice. And the song was really nice. And the finale with the Black Fairy and the, you know, the dark curse to end all dark curses. I mean, it was just really great. And uh, Katie and I will agree on something in the sense that I'm pumped to see what's going to happen next. I love that Henry is now an adult and in the Emma role and uh, even though I'm a little nervous that it's a new town and that some of our favorites are going to have new identities I'm kind of excited to see what that means uh, yeah and, and I guess I'll save my thoughts on season 7 in just a moment so I'll put a like a bookmark on that but I mean it's just the season was fun and uh, as Brittany said you know once you followed a series into the sixth season and you're still enjoying it and you're not hate watching it you know I'm just along for the ride and even though it was rushed and even though it was a mess, like, I have to give it an A-. Like, an A- and a B- are almost similar, but B- just sounded too low for me. And it definitely can't be an A+, or even an A, a solid A, because of, like, the messiness and the rush aspect of the series this season. So, I just have to give it an A-. So, Katie, use the bad girl. That Katie. I know. My bad. I know. <laughs> now she's going to go and try and change her grade. No, I guess I'll keep it. I'll own it. Yes. All right. So let's look into our crystal balls and uh, let's predict. What would you like to see happen in Season 7? And since I sort of already started teasing mine i'll continue on with that i'm excited to see what's going to happen i'm excited that we're going to get some new characters some 
other fairy tale characters that we haven't seen before. I'm a little nervous that it's a new town and new identities, but I kind of like it as well because it seems as if this town is going to be on the West Coast. So I like the idea, and, and I mentioned this to Katie when we did uh, a, a spoiler roundup, that I like the idea that we're going to have like a magical storybook type town on the opposite coast. I think that's kind of neat. And whether they call it Storybrook or Story Falls or Story Valley or something like that, I'm a little, like, I don't even want to say a little. I'm, like, excited to see what it's going to be. And I'm curious to see what identities our favorites are going to have. I hope that Regina gets a love interest. That would be nice. I feel like after all that she's gone through and after finally accepting herself... I feel like she can be open for love again. So hopefully we'll see that happen. I'm praying to the gods, as Rhea on Supergirl would say, that Rumpel has finally become a hero and that he isn't a character that's in the gray and in particular, like, in the darkness. I hope that he's there for a support for the heroes versus an antagonist that'll get swayed by uh, whoever the big bad is. And if this is the final season, I hope that the writers go into the season with that knowledge. Because if this is going to be Henry in the Emma role, we cannot have Henry the entire season not believing because that is going to be boring. They need to, like, I know that I just talked about they can't rush stuff, but they need to speed that process up. Like, Henry has to believe by the latest the mid-season finale. Or even before. Like, we need to get our characters to wake up sooner rather than later because it cannot be a 100% repeat of season one because we've already seen that so that's my only um bit of nerves for uh for season seven i agree um I don't think that that's the route they're going to take because people have specifically said to them are you going to be is this going to be like a repeat of season one? And they said, no. They've said specifically that that's not the route that they want to take. So I'm really hoping that that isn't. I hope that rather we have a shorter amount of time of Lucy getting Henry to believe. And then um, we move right into further storylines. So that's what I'm hoping for. Otherwise, I'm really looking forward to um, Henry and Lucy's mom's romance. They've, they've kind of built this up and it's making me really excited. So I'm crossing my fingers, but that's, that's probably the, the one thing that I'm really, really excited for, for sure. Okay. So I know from the two of you, I was the less enthusiastic about season seven, but not because, um, it doesn't sound good. It's just, I guess, it's weird that they... You hate it, Henry. Been, 
Well, no, of course not. I love Henry. <laughs> I'm a Henry lover. I guess I am a little bitter that it's um, not the same actor, but it makes sense that it has to be an older actor. And it also, I think, helps us, um, helps the shippers, I think, come to um, a relief because one of my things was that, oh my God, we're getting a season seven. It's renewed and it's probably going to be an older Henry. And that Hook's coming back. And I'm like, in what world is Hook gonna be in a whole season without Emma like how does that even work I'm like they just got married what's going on um, but it made it sound like that Henry was gonna be the same age and it was just gonna pick up right where season six left off but that's not the case they're doing a really big time jump so that to me means that the whole they live happily ever after in the finale of season six rings true it's just these are some little mini adventures that Hook is gonna go through but that doesn't mean that his relationship with Emma is broken or it's bad. It could just be that she knows he needs to go help her son and he's going to go do it. So let's hope that's what it is. Um, I feel like it is. So it, it relieved a lot of pressure from me to be like, no, I'm not going to watch because half my ship's not there. Um, so like, like Katie was saying, I really want to know how, um, who Henry's baby mama is. And like, one of the things I said here was that once has this really cool two, tool of using the flashbacks to show us how people fall in love and how they met and what happened uh and it it doesn't feel cheap it feels earned because there's a lot of the past that we don't know about and that's where the flashbacks come in just like we got to see a lot of snow and charming back in the day well now we're gonna see some of henry and i'm totally okay with that and um Maybe they can bring back the untold stories. Maybe they all move to the West Coast. I mean, they kind of left that open uh, in season six. So maybe that's where they're going to go. Or it's going to be brand new fairy tales that maybe we wanted in Storybrooke. But now they're going to come here. So this little soft reboot is going to be really um, interesting. And if it is, Jeff, like you said, the last season, I hope they structure it that way. That if maybe there's a possible season eight with Henry again, then they can put little um, uh, little hints and pieces in there. Just like, oh, well, just in case it gets renewed, well, we can continue here. But if not, I hope they structure it as a whole season, as a whole arc, and perhaps a happy ending for Henry. Those are my wishes and what I think could happen. I like that. Awesome. So on that note... Join us next time for a special Farewell to Storybrooke, post-mortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here is our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. 
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. Good night.